You're listening to Campfire Radio. The Diversity Requirement Committee, we're a committee of students that was formed in order to ensure that every single college within uh, Cornell has a diversity requirement as a course. Um, and so that can be anywhere from intergroup dialogue project, which is this amazing thing where students get together and they just talk about like a specific thing. So there's intergroup dialogue, dialogue project for gender, sexuality, um, politics, I mean really anything. Mm-hmm. And it teaches people, it's not necessarily about the specific issue and more about how to create a healthy dialogue for that. So the understanding of like what a safe space is without you know media bias about like the word safe space, you know what I mean? Like the safe space, safe space and trigger warnings and all those kinds of things things get really negative kind of like negative backlash from universities that you with the whole thing with you Chicago saying that like they um, want to encourage like learning environments and therefore cannot have safe spaces like a safe space is not somewhere where there's no learning that's possible a safe space is a place where people can be uncomfortable within bounds so they can feel uncomfortable and learn something new about like another culture another person um, without feeling like they're being like personally attacked um, and they're so uncomfortable to the point where they are incapable of learning that's what a safe space is and so the intergroup dialogue project allows people to gain the skills necessary to have these dialogues and we're trying to implement something similar to that or that exact class uh, in every college that way engineers you know don't go off into the world thinking that they can solve all the problems without speaking to people about what the problems are you know and that's why coming back to you like the fact that you were really focused on empathy and understanding other people's experiences mm-hmm. and the fact that you're have talent around technology in that space I think that that's pretty cool because I think pairing and I think of it probably outside of just technology but people who build and design and create things for other people Mm -hmm. if you understand those people that you're creating for yeah it just I think it leads to better things um and more helpful things that have the potential for transforming and changing the world. Yeah, and also trying to minimize like the negative impacts of technology because people, they look at the positive impacts and they're like, okay, this is, you know, uh, not debatable that this thing is going to have an amazing impact on the world, but then they also don't realize that it's having like incredible destructive impacts on the world. Yeah. Um, and that's something that people can't get like just by reviewing their own idea, they need to talk to other people. Yeah. Just through this conversation, it, I've heard so much about how the work you've done, whether it's in in Belgium or here on campus, that's contributed to the progression of the community of of the campus, et cetera. And essentially, you've had a, a major impact on you know since the time you've been here. How has your experience at Cornell and specifically within your club, how has that impacted you? Yeah. So I think. Really, it's just given me a lot more confidence in believing that I can have an impact. You could say, like, major impact. I personally think that it's, like, uh, I, I like to just, like, create the impact that others want to, like, I want to serve as kind of, like, a funnel, like, a silo for other people's, like, because not everyone has the same social capital. You know, they don't have the same amount of time or uh, just, like, mental. They, they have to look out for their own wellness. So there's things that they want to see on campus achieved, and they can't necessarily be the people putting in the time, attending every meeting to do that. But... Uh, I feel like I have like a lot of energy and I care about these issues enough to where I am uh, someone that likes to attend all these meetings like likes to attend all the selection uh, forums for Dean of Students candidates like stuff like that um, and so I'm just trying to convey the voices of my community as best as possible um, to at these various events and at these like various like opportunities mm-hmm. so the impact that if I'm making an impact the impact that I'm making is hopefully the impact that like everyone else is also wanting to make but just doesn't necessarily have like the time mm-hmm. to do. And how it's impacted me, 
like I said, it's just it's giving me a lot of like confidence and a lot of like awareness of like people around me. For instance, and I I am gonna be totally candid about this. Uh, when I came to Cornell, I understood what gayness was because I'm a huge homosexual, but I didn't understand what it meant to be a transgender individual, and I didn't understand specifically because the only trans people I'd seen um, were on like the real world, like mm -hmm. real world Brooklyn. Wow. Um, and I know, and it's just not a good show regardless of like <laughs> how problematic it may be. And the one individual that I'd seen on that show was um, a trans woman who identified as straight. And so I kind of assumed that the only people that could be trans were people that, you know, initially identified as gay or lesbian and then made a transition. And so I was inherently, like in my head, I was linking, you know, my understanding of sexuality with my understanding of gender. And that's just not, I mean, that's not how it is. Yeah, mm -hmm. Like one of my best friends here, um, she just recently graduated, but she's a trans uh, woman and identifies as lesbian. So it's mm -hmm. really a learning process being surrounded by people that aren't like you and also kind of like acknowledging that the university and kind of the world puts LGBTQ plus together but I am not like a trans individual and I don't know what it's like to be a trans individual and that's kind of like for me a lot of the work that I said like I've been doing is forming em empathetic links or understanding empathy across huge distances but even within tiny distances even within the sub-organizations that I'm the president of or like I oversee there's a lot of empathy that I still have to like build because they're just things that don't come to me. And I think that a lot of people can learn that about their various communities. Even if you, uh, for instance, like not to speak for Samari or anything, but you know, Samari was the president of BSU. And I'm sure Samari had to do a lot of thinking about what it's like to be a parts of different communities within uh, well, being a student of color, a black student at Cornell. So like uh, different economic considerations, different like food considerations, just like all that kind of stuff. And so I think that it's, it's taught me a lot about like on a personal, like, one-to-one -one level, what it means to, like, be empathetic and understand others' issues and communicate those issues effectively. It's powerful. I love it. One last thing, I know we're slightly over time, but you mentioned, and you, you've, you've been dropping, like, keys all throughout your your conversation, but um, any any particular advice that's kept you grounded over the years? Um, I was, you know, I was, like, thinking about this kind of, like, last night as well. I don't... I don't, I don't think there's a specific role model. I know for me personally, the biggest role models in my life haven't necessarily been my parents. I kind of look to the resource center director and my boss here at Cornell as one of the biggest influences in my life. But I can't say that he's given me like, you know, one quotable statement uh, that I've like lived my life by. I had to do an assignment that was kind of like this whenever I was in uh, middle school, I think. And I had to write a famous quote that like represented me on one of my folders. And the quote was, Time is a great teacher, but unfortunately it kills all of its pupils. And that's really morbid, but that really kind of represents like how I process like my day-to-day -day life and like how I measure success. Like for me, it's all about, yeah, in some sense, it's like the hedonism, um, like making sure that I'm happy, making sure that like my needs are taken care of. Um, and when you've accomplished, you know, those basic needs of like food, shelter, relationships, that kind of stuff. And then you get to the very top stuff, which is kind of like your goals and aspirations in life and just like your general sense of, like accomplishment and feeling like like a human that's done something for me that becomes that's like the section where I start caring about like other people and start like taking other people's happiness into consideration and so that's built into the level of success that I feel in my life um, as like a component of the success that other people feel in their lives mm -hmm. like their happiness and that's like I said it's kind of like uh, a little bit morbid to feel this way but we only have so many years on this or this is like getting really cliche and like mm -hmm. tropey but we only have so many years on this earth and for some of us that's that time is even more limited and that time is spent you know in like despair like you know a refugee may 
like they may be a small child um, and they're like immigrating and like I, I just don't want people to have to live more of their lives in despair than is absolutely necessary like like sadness is relevant if I grow up in a community that's totally homogenous and totally like super wealthy the sadness that I may experience on, a, on my day-to-day life is like rejection of like affection you know mm-hmm. um, or something like that and that's for people it's a big part of like empathy is understanding that like that is as much real to them as your mother or father dying in some sort of like car accident you know could be for another person like that's the level of sadness that both people bring and so you can't just like look down on the other person but you also have to like teach them what it means to like have all these other feelings and like I don't know and I'm getting off track but like I think for me I just think about the fact that like I only have so much time left and other people also only have so much time left so I need to work as fast as possible and as effectively as possible to make these changes while people are still able to like be happy and like mm. you know experience the impact. I, move fast. I feel like it's kind of dark. Move, <laughs> no, no, I mean, move fast and break things. It's yeah, like, yeah, uh... move, yeah, break things. It's just like <laughs> fix shit by breaking shit. Like. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Campfire Radio.